Welcome to a football show, Monday edition here on the pod. Brought to you, of course, by the 440 Sports Network, Sinkers Beverages, and the Kingston Group. His name is Zach Lyons. My name is Braden Gall. Zach, good afternoon. How was your weekend, sir? It is. It was pretty good. Uh, we went to go see my parents down in Thompson Station. I uh, spent the night down there, hung out with them, uh, drank a lot of beer, and nice. uh, came back and enjoyed our uh, Saturday afternoon and Sunday all day yesterday. Except for the Grizz loss, did not. Enjoy that. Yeah, that was a that was a bummer. Fourth quarter with John Morant getting injured. That's a big bummer, dude. I'm with you on that one. Um, all right. Other than that, gorgeous afternoons. Uh, um, it was a little little dreary in the morning, but a pretty good weekend. Hope everybody's having a good one. Make sure you check out, of course. Our great sponsors, Sinkers Beverages and the Kingston Group, will tell you about them coming up uh, in just a second. BuildKG.com is the website for the Kingston Group, of course, uh, and sink- at SinkersBev on Twitter. Of course, you can get to them there. Um, on the show today, we will attempt to tell you what you do and don't need to know about spring games. I also have a solution to make spring games important. Make spring games great again, Zach. Fixing college it- rankings, and now you're yeah. fixing yeah. Uh, just brain splanning all over the place. <laughs> well, te- technically, this was uh, Hugh Freeze and Trent Dilfer started it, and I normally don't want to be. Oh, I did same- see that. I don't want to be in the same place as Trent Dilfer and Hugh Freeze normally. Uh, but I think it's. I think I got some ideas for you folks out there. Jump into the comments, of course, if you'd like to to join the conversation. We do appreciate and love all you guys who join us. Uh, make sure you turn on all the notifications. Stacking the inbox, of course, really big piece uh, today about Anthony Richardson. So make sure you check that out. Over three thousand words, baby. <laughs> it was words than he had passing yards last year, I think. Um, so you can check that out. Uh, J- Jalen Hurts signs a huge contract. The news breaks today, and so we'll get into that. What does it mean for the quarterback market? What does it mean for Lamar Jackson? How does it, if any, have any effect on the Titans' future? Uh, and just sort of a larger conversation today about the state of quarterback play in the NFL, because we want to set the scene before the draft with here are teams that need now, might need in the future, or could be surprise teams that are a player in the quarterback world in the draft. And then we'll come back after the draft and be able to truly set the market for what the quarterback ranks look like across the NFL. Uh, there's some news about the stadium proposal That'll pass, or it'll be it'll be put up for a vote. A vote, excuse me, on uh, Tuesday evening this week. So we'll get you some information on that. Some voluntary program beginning for the Titans as well. And then you're going to have a hot, scorching hot take that you've been telling me about all morning that I cannot. I think wait you'll for. actually agree, but I think it, this is going to make volunteer fans pissed off. Love it. I love it. Uh, so we'll get to that all in just a second. But remember, of course, and I'm assuming it's in the in the show notes, uh, both on YouTube and Facebook. The link to purchase tickets to our NFL draft party. Still a few tickets available for that coming up on Just Thursday. Just a few. April 27th. like, why don't you all sell tickets to an around the horn style, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, obviously, I don't know why you tagged me and Braden in it. Because you don't obviously listen to the fucking show because that's all we talked about for the last few weeks. Yes, yes. Uh, we yeah. are having a buy show. We, we, buy, buy, even though he just cussed you out, please buy the ticket and come hang out with us. No, we're going to have a fun draft party. Of course, it's going to be catered by Jasper's sinkers beverages, providing the draft space in, in, in uh, Wedgwood Houston area. Really, really cool old building there. Uh, Are we, we're going to uh, wear tuxes. Is this a black I don't, tie affair? I don't own a tuxedo. So. Hey, go rent one. Like, I feel like the tuxedo is in the same place as like the formal dining room in your house. Yeah. Who has, who has one anymore? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, Nobody has one. I've got a black suit I could wear with a black tie. That's fine. I can do that. I don't know if I wear them. I'd rather wear like a. This is all a plan to get you into a suit and then me show up and not a suit. No, I don't want to do that. I want to wear flip flops (laughs) and a fucking beach shirt. Anyway, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Again, all the money goes to charity. Our kids center uh, is the is the the company here in Nashville, the charity and here in Nashville that I've worked with, and all the money is going to go to them. Special thanks to Sinkers for providing the space, Jasper's for for providing the food, and we're going to have a lot of fun, some trivia, some cool stuff going on. It's going to be a fairly small gathering, fairly private event. Tickets are not that expensive, and all the money goes to help the kids. So make sure you buy some tickets. Come down and hang out. Uh, we're going to have a good time on the first for the first round of the NFL draft coming up next Thursday. Okay, uh, Sinkers Beverages. Also, you can have the booze delivered right to your door. Just they drive so you can drink at Uber <laughs> Eats. <laughs> there you go. You didn't wait for me to set you up that time. Uh, Uber Eats search sinkers beverages and they will deliver the booze directly to your house there you have it voted the number one liquor store in the city last year so go check out sinkers and uh, of course kingston group locally owned and operated here if you have any questions about your house go talk to the kingston group hot take zach let me hear it man i've been waiting all day all right so as you know 
I wrote about Anthony Richardson, 3,000 words on Anthony Richardson, and I was very fair. It's very objective. You know, I, I talked about the scheme. I talked about everything that went into it, his stats. I did not shy away from stats he was not good at. But I came to this conclusion watching Anthony Richardson play, and I feel, you know what? I don't feel. I know that if Anthony Richardson was on last year's University of Tennessee football team, they would have won the college football championship. Wow. That's, I think I think that is pretty scorching, Anthony man. Anthony Richardson would have been in this in this uh, offense compared to what Hinton Hooker was because you could do more with Anthony Richardson. And guess what? He's better under pressure than Hinton Hooker, who has one of the lowest total QBR pressure ratings of any quarterback in this class. And he's barely above Malik Willis, who had the lowest of 2.5. 2.5 for Malik Willis, 7 point, I believe, 8 or 9 for Hendon Hooker. But I feel that the offense for the University of Tennessee is a much more friendlier offense for quarterbacks than what Florida's was. In fact, I kind of think Florida's offense, Billy Napier, I don't know if he should be dubbed an offensive genius. I'm just not there yet. I, th- I think we jumped the, sh- the gun on that. But well, I, th- I think he put he put too much on Anthony Richardson's plate. I think, but I don't think he. I think he put up the right amount. I don't think the routes of the wide receiver. Okay. I think he did a disservice with everybody else. I think ah, Anthony Richardson okay. performed admirably compared to, like you see a play. It's a play action play, and they're going like two. Uh, like 20 yards down the field, which is two wide receivers, and there's only one safety valve. It's it's just wasn't a really good offense, in my opinion. But I think that in this offense, in a volunteer's offense, because he's sturdy, he's durable, he's athletic, he's big, he's massive, and he has a can of an arm, I think we'd be talking about Heisman, college football playoff MVP, Anthony Richardson, and the UT Volunteers would be reigning college football champions. <laughs> At the end there, at the end there, you made me laugh. Um, I, okay, I don't. For those of you who've been watching on YouTube and Facebook, as you should be each and every show, um, I am. I've been spending the last four minutes listening to you, Zach, and, and agonizing with how to answer this question. Um, so you know, like I think it was two last week on the show, um, we used uh, the scale of one to five Jim Wyatts for like how believable is something, how truthful is something, and so if something's very truthful, very real. You get five Jim Wyatts, right? Yeah. I, th- this is a four Stillman take, is what this is. This you is four think... Stillmans. This is four Stillmans. This is four of them. Uh, I, it's not quite, I don't it's know. Not quite, it's not quite five. It's not quite five. But it's not like two Stillmans either. It's like a three or four Stillmans of hot takedness. So let me, let me, I'll, I'll try to answer. I don't think you're wrong in saying that Anthony Richardson is a, has a higher ceiling as a better player than Hendon Hooker. I think we all, especially from an NFL standpoint, we all agree with that. Um, I think that Hendon Hooker, the most efficient quarterback in the history of the University of Tennessee, which also includes that guy Peyton Manning, I think, I think you're underselling how efficient he was. Anthony Richardson also missed some open receivers running the same routes that Jalen Hyatt did <laughs> from for most of the season for Tennessee. I think you cannot underestimate the experience level of Hendon Hooker, which we dog him for in the NFL draft process because he's 112 years old, but I think he, because he spent 96 years in the system, he was a lot, a lot, had a lot of command of the system. Whereas Richardson first year starting, I don't think they, beat George, I don't think they beat George on the road. Maybe you want to give him the South Carolina game, but Anthony Richardson doesn't play corner. So I don't know how they, I don't know how they win those two games with Anthony, well, Anthony Richardson. Richardson wouldn't have gone down with injury either. Um, that, so, that, that part I agree you I agree with. So you. let me you. say this. Anthony Richardson has been in Florida for three seasons. So if what I'm saying is if he would have chosen okay. University of Tennessee over Florida, he would have been in this same system. Because remember, this is not the same system he's been in for the first two years of his college career. This is a different system with different offensive coordinators and a different head coach. So he would have been in the same system just like Jalen Hyatt would have been. So when he became starter this year, or sorry, not Jalen Hyatt, um, Hinton Hooker, if when he became ready to be starter, this would have been the guy. I, and I think, saying, I, I, see, I see what you're saying. I think it's a, okay, I'm, I'm dropping it down to three Stillmans. 
Okay. I it is. I'm gonna get you down to two here in a second. <laughs> there, there is no question that Anthony Richardson is the better football player than Hendon Hooker. But I don't think the gap is large enough. And this is where this argument's gonna get but a little convoluted. I want to want to throw in the physicality of what he's able to do within the pocket when pressure is on him, and and I want to add in what he could do rushing the football. I, and I, I here's the one thing I'll say about Hendon Hooker, and I've said it before, and it's not popular. That guy looked like a walking torn ACL every time he ran around the field. Like he just runs very. It's like it's not it's like like when uh, John Morant runs to the basket. Like you're just saying he gets injured. It's just well, kind of expecting it to happen that eventually one day he's going to run into someone bigger than him, and he's going to take an awkward fall just like he did. My favorite thing in the world is watching actors portray athletes in movies, and then watching them try to run. And then you can just tell that that kid was on a drama stage his entire childhood and never on, a, on an athletics sports team ever. And sometimes Hendon Hooker running always looked like he was like this baby horse, like this gangly. He hasn't like grown in. Like he kind of gangles around a little bit. It's not super smooth. So I think to your point, Anthony Richardson doesn't get hurt. Very much a power rushing attack with him. And that's not the case with Hendon Hooker. I do think Hendon Hooker makes like as good of decisions. And again, Richardson's better. My issue is, when it comes to the national championship, it is far more than just the quarterback. And you've got to have like the problem with Tennessee football was not that Hendon Hooker wasn't elite enough. Like, let's say you add whatever what, times X to get to Richardson. Right. I don't think the, that that makes up still doesn't make up for the rest of it when they would have to probably beat Georgia twice. They probably have to beat Michigan. They might have to beat you know, somebody else in there. Ohio State, like I just don't think they were good enough one to eighty-five to to do all of that. Now, you know, I, it, it's it's an interesting thought, though. It's an interesting thought, and believe, I see where you're it. going with it. I, I see believe, where you're going with it. it. There's no way they beat Georgia with Anthony Richardson. So, oh, I think they do. I mean, they they looked so out of sorts. Like for whatever reason, Hidden Hooker can't play in the rain. I mean, Anthony Richardson. He ain't gonna be scared of any rain. Your, defense, your game does not become one dimensional with Anthony Richardson. I know, but the defense was the problem in both of their losses. And uh, the Richardson, the defense was not the only problem in the Georgia loss. It was I, definitely I them not being able to score points. Uh, also true, something that Georgia did every single game that they played. So I, yeah, I just but at least you'd have a quarterback that can that can put up enough points even in the rain through a different method if the deep ball's taken away. Okay. And the offensive line for Tennessee in that game did not play terribly. Didn't play no. terribly. Um okay, that's interesting. I, I appreciate the thought that went into it. I understand how you got there after reading your article about Anthony Richardson. <laughs> I know exactly how you got there. Um I just I think it's a I, I, it's it's three Stillmans. I'll drop it down to three Stillmans, and that's where I'll keep Let's it. Let's do Love two you. and a half and call it a day. There you go. Two and a half Stillmans. Love you, Jared. Uh, number two, real quickly, voluntary program starts today for the Titans. Um, you had a you had a tweet that I thought was interesting. You kind of posted some bullet points on things to watch for folks, and the one that mattered to me that I think is the most interesting, um, obviously, Derrick Henry is not going to be there. I think we all kind of agree on that. You mentioned uh, T.R. Tart signing his tender, but really – you know, not a whole lot to be learned from this other than if Kevin Byer doesn't show up, quote, that's suspicious. He's usually present for this. Just talk people through um, the implications of that. Well, I mean, it came out again. Jeremy Fowler is throwing out these like vague nuggets and it's really worded really weird, by the way. I mean, like for a guy that writes and talks for a living is one of the most poorly constructed sentences I've ever said. I don't even want to read it because it just makes my mind hurt. But he's essentially bringing up, again, unprompted, much like Michael Lombardi, unprompted, that, hey, a situation to monitor, for lack of a better term, is Kevin Byer. And that whole situation in Tennessee is essentially what he said. So here's what we know. Despite people trying to say that Rand said otherwise, they did ask him to take a pay cut. Like, that is very clear among all the boards. They asked him to take a pay cut. They, they, nobody's ever said they have not asked him to take a pay cut. They, what they've said is, is that he is not asked to be released because of a pay cut. So that's very, dis two distinct things, okay? We know that there are other options besides a pay cut <laughs> that they could go with by now. An extension, a restructure, and we know that Kevin Byard is amiable to an extension. 
obviously the Titans, Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel and Amy Adams drunk because this is a collaborative unit. The Titans are not really looking forward to doing that and not wanting to do that. So Kevin Byard, who is the great leader that everybody says, and I agree, he's one of the best leaders to come through uh, this Tennessee Titans locker room in a very, very long time. If he does not show up for something that he normally shows up to, barring like I know there's been like funerals or family arrangements or COVID or something like that. If he was there last year, remember uh, Ryan Tannehill yep. Yep. not show up, he, you know, going fishing, Celsius drinks and all that. How, how, dare, <laughs> how dare he? How dare he enjoy uh, and miss a voluntary workout? Kevin Byard always shows up to these. So if he is not there, hmm. that, my friends, is suspicious. So a really good reporter friend of mine, uh, Stephen Godfrey, big time college football reporter. He does this thing where he says, I think I feel I know. And they all kind of mean something different because you get different types of information from different places and you get certain amounts of it. You can say on the record and say, I know this. Right. And then there's the I feel. And it's kind of like, oh, I got this sense of this something. And then there's the middle one, which is I think, which means and you've talked about this before. When people in this position, you and I in this show right now say. From what I think, the Tennessee Titans would like to do something to the contract full stop, whatever that is, whether that's extension cut, all the different options you've laid out many different times. I, there is, so I, I just disagree when Rand Carthon says that's never happened. That's never come up. We've never discussed it. I think he, I don't remember who he was talking to when he said that at the, well, he only, the, he only said that they never said that. Right. He's never said anything else. I think everybody's kind of jumping to this conclusion and taking that to mean, well, if they didn't Maybe say right. that, that means they didn't ask him to take a pay cut. Um, uh, I think I, I, from what I understand, th they want to make a move of some sort with Kevin Byard. Um, and what that move is, I think is up for debate and up for discussion. And that means that wiping your social media, not showing up to voluntary programs, there's a lot of different ways to go about two sides trying to get closer and closer on something. I, I, I feel, which is the least of these, by the way, I, I feel like cutting him is a, a very, very last resort. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very I think last they would resort. rather let him play than cut him. Like, if, if they cut him, I think things be, went to a certain place in negotiation beyond repair. Uh, so which, they, it's like, yeah. okay, we're going to just let you play on this contract. It's okay. And Kevin Byard's like, no, no. I know I didn't ask for a, pay, a cut earlier, but now I'm asking for my release because yeah. of how you treat it. Now, here's the very important thing about this, though, is that obviously we know that Rand Carthon was uh, director of pro personnel with the San Francisco 49ers. So part of his job is to be involved in these negotiations. When the Debo Samuel, and this is from Paul DeRusole, whatever, from the Jeffrey Simmons agent last name, and I heard it, and I said it to myself like 10 times on the radio, and I just I forgot it anyway. Paul, Paul D., uh, Jeffrey Simmons agent, was on um, the midday show for 102.5 Willie Chase and D-Mace, and he said that when things broke down with Debo Samuel, they sent Rand Carthon personally to go talk to him in person to hammer out some issues and to get things back on track. So Rand Carthon, I don't think it is going to be like a J-Rob, A.J. Brown situation where things go south really quick or things go south along the way. I think Rand Carthon's going to be able to keep the peace between the two sides. But if he doesn't show up, that is a sign for you fans that are ostriching on this situation that there is some shit going down between the Titans and Kevin Byard. Now maybe shit's too strong over word, but there is some, I, I, there's negotiating going on and there are tactics being employed. Um, I feel pretty confident that something on the Titans end has been said to Kevin Byard about the future. Like if you don't change this, we have to do something. We have to do something. Um, and, and again, that's not all that illogical just on the outside. If you don't have, if you're not talking to anybody, a $19 million cap hit for a 
<laughs> for safety is not exactly ideal. So um, right. here, here's the thing I, I do right now. The only thing we have to go on with Rand's ability and, and what he can and can't do is a very good quality contract with Jeffrey Simmons. Like that, the only real other than other than all the little free agents he signed, and the, the only fully thing, guaranteed money. I mean, the only thing to he, Paul D, I guess, for getting this done early and everything. But I, I feel there's a lot of money left on that table, dude. I, what I'm saying is, the only thing you, only piece of evidence you have to go on on whether or not Rand can do it or not right now is a really great contract with Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah. So, so like that's otherwise you have no grounds to stand on and say I don't think he can do it because the only thing he's got so far is showing us that he can do it. Now, let me ask yeah. you this side side note. Before we move on to the stadium stuff real fast, are you, do you, do you think the Florida, like, I don't think Rand Carthon's Florida thing is real at all. Like, I don't think that there's, they're going to draft Anthony Richardson because he went to Florida and Rand went to Florida. I think that's, I, I, think I that's, don't think, I think that's any, ridiculous. I don't think any coach does that. No. I just want to throw that out there. I just, I mean, what he's got one Ohio state player on this team and that was NPF and that was yeah. in what his like fourth year of coaching. You, it does you, not. It doesn't. Your connections in the pros matters more than way more than the connections at college. Yeah. I I mean, like think about even Cincinnati players. You know, talk about ties to Luke Fickle. No, I don't. Is there a Cincinnati player that's ever been drafted? That I I can't think of. One. I don't think so. But maybe. But Tyler Scott in the third round coming up. I mean, maybe. Um, but that's not because he went to Cincinnati. It's because he went to a good players. Uh, this is like, uh, this is like hiring. Player. This is like hiring a female coach. Mike Vrabel does not do anything for the likes. Yeah. Okay. I don't think Rand Carthon does anything because of pride of his alma mater. I just don't. The Ohio State thing has always been so hilarious to me. It certainly gives him relationships and some information. But like, he's going to still decide what he decides. It's the same thing we were talking about with. Tennessee fans wanting Tennessee and Alabama players who are Alabama fans and Tennessee ball fans to have those players drafted by their favorite team. Well, you're only going to, you should only do that if it's the best thing for your team. Like that. How do you so, think their quarterback big board looks? The Titans? The top five. Oh, Jesus. I'll, I'll go um, first while you're thinking. I think it's <laughs> Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Hinden yep. Hooker, CJ Stroud, then Will Levis. And here's why I put Hinden Hooker above because I think that if you're looking at, the big board, that means that you would rather take someone at 11 over C.J. Stroud and take Hinden Hooker later because he presents the better value. Value. Um, so my personal big board would be Clayton Toon, uh, Bryce Young. No, I, I think it's Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, one and two in that order. To, to okay. your, your, your order. I would have. I think they have C.J. at three. Hendon Hooker four, Will Levis five. In fact, I might. Yeah, even and, and I really don't disagree with that. I just, I just how I'd explained is why I have my reasoning like that. And I agree with you on that reasoning. Here's what I think. I, here's what I would say. I think they want to one of two players, and that's it. If yeah. they can get Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson, they will draft him at number three, yeah. or maybe five, or maybe seven, whatever. Because one of those I, I saw Justin Mello put out his mock draft over the Draft Network today for the Tennessee Titans, and or it was actually the full, full first round. And he said that because he's got that Ohio State connection, he's going to be he's probably the number one or number two quarterback on their big board. And I just I don't think so. No, I think Mike Rabel analyzes every player objectively. I think yes. Rand Carthon analyzes every player objectively. And if to do otherwise is almost malpractice at this point. Yes. So, I agree. Um, all right. Number, There's been number... nothing to show that Mike Rabel has an affinity for Ohio State players. Yes, exactly. Um, all right. So number three on the list here quickly on, on, on the show here. Um, there was a story, Adam Friedman wrote this, uh, from, uh, the Tennessee lookout and, and it's all about the vote for the stadium. Uh, just a quick little update here. Cause the vote's coming on Tuesday evening. Uh, the, the, the second of three votes, cause it was pushed off essentially the second round. There's going to be three votes for this to pass. And then all of a sudden the whole thing goes into, goes into works. I believe Kaharski reported that, that the opening of this will not be until 2027 and not 2026, I believe. So it's already back a year. Um, the final vote will be April 25th. But what has been the reason it got pushed to, 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 to Tuesday night was a one a one person difference vote. 1918 um, Councilman Brandon Taylor added a, a basically an University amendment. of Memphis graduate who was my orientation guide. Seriously, and when I went to the University of Memphis. Yes. And uh, awesome. he was also a frost camp counselor for me. And uh, he better not screw this up. That's all I got to say. Well, see, he, see, what he's doing, though, is he's looking out for most of Nashvilleans in Davidson County. Yeah, so but he put, I don't care about you guys. Well, I, <laughs> I, I care do. about this stadium. 
Um, so this, so what he's done. So right now, and this is this is, I think this part should upset everyone. Frankly, there is a three dollar currently in the in the proposal, the previous proposal. There was a three dollar flat fee for every non NFL event taking place at the stadium that was going to be paid by the ticket by people buying tickets. Every one of those $3, think about all the events, WWE, college football games, concerts, CMA Fest, Grand Prix, the Grand Prix rating, share, share, Elton John, you name it, whatever's there, Final Four, whatever ha- happens. WWE's already announced they're coming, basically, on our on, on 440 Sports, essentially. Um, every single thing that happens, there will be a $3 fee, even on a $20 ticket, a $3 fee, every penny of which goes back to the Titans to fund the, the the stadium upkeep. What this change will do in the amendment will take the a percent of that, three percent of a ticket sales instead of three dollars, three percent, and that money will go back to the National General Fund. So essentially, it's every single event that happens at the stadium kicks off a tiny little percent of each ticket back to the city, so that the city can use that money for regular stuff like transportation, uh, education, police. Is there a cap on it? So it, it will be capped at 10%. And the first 3% go back to the Titans anyway. <laughs> so that they, they still fulfill their obligation back to the Titans to help keep up the stadium. But then as the years go on, each year adds a percent. And so the percentage gets... And the people, the people complaining about this amendment... Tell me what I'm saying. Like if you know Taylor Swift plays and those tickets are like $1,500. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, I mean, they're expensive. That's $45 at 3%. I mean, that's more than the $3. I, no, no, no. Yes. I mean, up, up, it would have to get the break even point is obviously a hundred dollar ticket, but yeah. I can't tell you the last hundred dollar ticket I bought at Nissan Stadium. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that there aren't more expensive hundred dollar tickets. Sure. sure. Sorry. Sorry. I guess I was trying to think through like how many events do do normal Davidson County people go to? Let, let me tell you something. Where tickets are over a hundred dollars a piece. I, I mean, like if, if you're sitting in the nosebleeds or something, or but like, I mean, I would assume. I mean, those Taylor Swift tickets were were insanely priced from the outset. So if she's playing Nissan Stadium, I can only imagine that they'll be higher in four or five years anyway. And and again, that so it feels like it's more than three dollars with the three percent is what I'm saying. It, it will be, but again, uh, the first chunk of that will go back to the Titans anyway. So they still make the first chunk of it, but then as it grows from three percent to ten percent, then that number then goes back to the city. So ba- basically, they're in negotiations to try to figure out. Can we figure out a way to spin some money off of the stadium to actually benefit the 99.9% of Davidson County people who live here who are not going to benefit from the stadium other than going to the events? And the people that by get paying hurt by, more fees than what you initially would pay with the three percent with the three dollars. Un, see, this is what the people who are pushing back on this are the people that run the events because they're going to probably eat some of that cost, which is the people who are going to make all the money. <laughs> so they're the ones who should be paying. extra, 2% extra, whatever the number ends up being in the long run. So just keep an eye on it on Tuesday. It's one of the few things that has actually been added to the deal to try to ease some of the concerns of the community that say, hey, how does this, how am I going to benefit from this? I don't go to Titans games. I don't go to CMA Fest. Other than that, how do I benefit from this thing happening here in my neighborhood and us subsidizing, you know, almost over a billion dollars of this deal? How does that help us? Well, they're trying to fix some of that with this. So just keep an eye on it. On Tuesday night, I think that's all we. I think we're in the weeds enough on this <laughs> as it is. Um, make sure you check out Sinker's Beverages and the Kingston Group, of course. Uh, Sinker's Beverages, Uber Eats, search Sinker's Beverages and have the booze delivered, Zach, directly to your front door. They drive so you could drink. Nailed it. Uh, make sure you check out the show notes on YouTube and Facebook as well for links to the tickets for just you listeners. We wanted to support you guys first, so we only got a few left. Thursday night draft party catered by Jaspers. Presented by Sinkers Beverages, live at their event space, and all for the first round on April 27th, and all the money goes to charity. So if you want to come hang out with us, we'd love to have you. Only a couple tickets left. Very small gathering, so go check that out. Kingston Group, buildkg.com is the website for any home needs, any renovation needs, custom builds, new old, new, new house, old house, buying, selling, doesn't matter. Just have a conversation with them. Uh, and, of course, they will help you find your way through that process. They're locally owned, award-winning um, and so they'll take care of you. Sinkers and Kingston Group, 440, F-Words, all Nashville companies trying to serve Nashvilleians. So go check out those two great, wonderful, and amazing companies. Uh, all right. So 
we're going to kind of take a look at the state of quarterback play around the NFL, but we had big news that led into this conversation. Um, Jalen Hurts, of course, five years, 255 million, 179 million guaranteed. He's number one all time with 51 million per year, as if you just use that term. Um, this, the 179 million guaranteed is number three all time behind Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray got 189, Deshaun Watson got 230. It, all of the, the the points, one of the more interesting points in this contract is all of them are less than what Lamar Jackson could have gotten uh, from the Ravens originally, just to remind folks, which seems silly. Um, and so I guess, what are your thoughts initially on the deal? And then what are the ripple effects of this contract now moving outward? Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to be next up in line for a big deal. Joe Burrow is going to be in line for a big deal. Uh, Burrow what are the, and Herbert are up first. Um, okay. What's the, what's the ripple effect here? So, like... I look at it this way. The ripple effect first off is that Lamar Jackson is going to look pretty stupid because now the Ravens are just throwing the numbers out there, right? Like at this point, uh, it's already being reported to Ian Rappaport that it was uh, $175 million guaranteed for injury up to it will that will fully kick in like in year one, year two, more than likely, kind of like what Jalen Hurts does because Jalen Hurts will kick in in year two to get more fully guaranteed money because you got to remember it's only at signing for Jalen Hurts is either, I think it was $110 million guaranteed at signing. That That is, first off, an insanely low number compared to everybody else that has recently signed contract. This is, it's, it's weird. On paper, in theory, looking at the numbers, if I was just an accountant and I didn't see the name and just looking at the numbers, this is a very good team-friendly deal for a quarterback. And then if I saw the name, I'd be like, I'm kind of conflicted, right? Like I know that the chances of Jalen hurts going back and being what he was this year and pre and in the next few years and getting back and winning a super bowl are so, so, so slim, 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 but you're locking yourselves in with a franchise quarterback, technically a guy that's going to win you double digit games, keep you competitive. As long as you're the team around him is competitive. This is the Ryan Tannehill of young quarterback deals, right? Like, okay. you know, that he's likely not going to win you a Super Bowl, but he's good enough to keep you competitive. But is that really a good thing? Like you're tying yourselves to essentially young mediocrity. Is Youthful he better than mediocrity. Daniel? Is he better than Daniel Jones? I would assume so, but also Brian Dable. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know what Brian Dable is going to do with, you know, Daniel Jones. Now they're, they're giving him weapons, right? They're giving him now a bunch of weapons. You're talking about Daniel Jones who just got paid with Richie James as a second leading wide receiver. I mean, like, no Kenny Galladay. Darius Slayton in and out of the lineup. Sterling Shepard can't stay healthy. Daniel Bellinger is the top tight end over studs. there. Saquon Every, Barkley. Everyone like, studs. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> what are now that they've added pieces, you know, I, I'm I am willing to give Brian Dayball the benefit of the doubt, which allows I have to give Daniel Jones the benefit of the doubt. If I'm a betting man, I'm betting Jalen Hurts has the better career. But you know, yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's the I think that's the the, the, the only reason I brought him up is because it felt like the Giants because they trust their quarter their coach, yeah. excuse me, and Brian Dayball to say, look, we're going to pay Daniel Jones because it's better than having nothing. Um, it's about the going rate for a quarterback these days in the, in the NFL, and we trust our coach to make him good. The Eagles are kind of doing something similar, which is we've got a guy who was an MVP candidate and just got us to a Super Bowl and, and played pretty pretty well in the game, let's be honest, uh, about how he played. One big mistake, but he basically played the game pretty well. But it's also a lot of it's dictated by an elite offensive line, the supporting cast, the coaching staff, et cetera, et cetera. It feels like they're kind of doing the same thing. We don't really have a choice here. We don't know if he can carry us by himself to a Super Bowl, but this is the going rate for quarterbacks, and we've got to pay him. And and so it sort of feels like they're doing the Giants and the, the Eagles are sort of doing something differently. But if you were to say to the average NFL fan, I think Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts are about the same. I think most people would look at you like you're crazy. Yeah, and I, I think that's pretty that's pretty fair to say that you'd be you would sound crazy. Um, so. Here, here's where it's at. So Lamar Jackson obviously has turned down a 200 million guaranteed contract. Now that's up to 200 million, which Jalen Hurts is up to 179 million. So he's already gotten paid more than Jalen Hurts, and now Jalen Hurts, who's been to a Super Bowl, who stays relatively healthy, who's available, good leader, good in the community, all this stuff. He 
gets paid technically less than most of quarterbacks. I know everybody's going to use the overall value, but let, let's just say this. I've been saying it. The number that matters is fully guaranteed money. Everything else is just like a negotiate employee to say, yeah, but we want the 52 million APY. Well, you can get 52 right, right, million right. APY on less money on less years, right? Like if you did a three-year contract, you can get, you know, you could beat that. So the like, fully like they, guaranteed like money matters. The Ravens had fully guaranteed 133 million on a le- on a shorter deal last which be, year. Yeah. Last year, which would still be like it would be lower total right. deal and APY and all this other stuff, but it would still it was be like more, 160, 180 right. in guarantees last year. And it was, but it was essentially a, it was a longer term deal, but it was essentially a three year, $133 million new contract. But there were, there were other years involved. Now, like I said, and told everybody, I'm sure that the guaranteed money has gone up and apparently it has. And the Ravens are using this to their advantage, showing that, Hey, (laughs) we've offered Lamar more money than what the Jalen Hurts is getting paid. And he's still thumbing his nose at us. This helps the Ravens. And what this also does Obviously, the Eagles were going to be extending Jalen Hurts. Is it the right move? Maybe not at this number. Maybe in a maybe you should have done a little bit shorter term, and it's probably this year plus three more years. Then you get out of the contract, right? I mean, like yeah. you're probably not tied the full you know yeah. six year span of this contract. The no trade, five No trade clause for the first time in franchise history. Right. That's interesting. So it's basically you're going to be cutting him if you have to. But if he doesn't live up to the expectations, you know how things turn quick in Philadelphia. So, <laughs> but so, it takes another quarterback position off the board of uncertainty because you're probably looking at uh, they don't have to worry about their quarterback situation for at least four this year plus three more years. Uh, Elliot, the the actual APY is number one all time. It's fifty one million per year if you realize the entirety of the contract. That's all. Like like Zach just said, Elliot, it is a sort of a PR talking point. APY that you can put is out for there. agents. Like right. that is right. that is for agents. Right. You say, well, this guy got paid. You know, it's, Christian Kirk got paid eighteen million dollars, even though it's not an eighteen million dollar deal because you can end the deal like year two or something. Right. It's for tweets, is what it is. It's for tweets. Yeah. It's for agent tweets. Um. All right. But so, but here, what does this mean in, in terms of like the state of the quarterback? Because because I want to know who is this like. What I'm trying to figure out going into this draft and trying to set the bar before we have the draft, because certainly the the draft could affect both the, the Jets' pursuit of Aaron Rodgers and the Ravens' pursuit of re-signing Lamar Jackson. Once those, once those, the draft happens, those t- the, the value of trading for Lamar Jackson actually is better for the team acquiring him because you assume your, your draft pick then goes down the next year and is worse because you have Lamar Jackson, so therefore you're more willing to give up 2024, 2025 picks. It's, you guys know how the draft works here. So what I'm curious about is if right now today, tell me who is... Jet, like I'll, I'm going to give you the five, at least the four: Atlanta, Houston, Indianapolis, and Carolina. Those are the four that are just clearly like we need a quarterback. We got to get. I, I disagree. I think there's only one team that has to walk away with a quarterback this draft, and that is the Carolina Panthers. Indianapolis Colts. One. Indianapolis Colts have Gardner Minshew. If they they don't have to find technically their quarterback of the future in this draft. Uh, they have Gardner Minshew for a year. They can wait till next draft and get one better next year. They obviously have to get one. It does not have to be in this draft. So okay. that's this. That's where I'm at. Is like when you look at it, who has to have one? The only team that has to have one is the Panthers, the Falcons, the Lions, the Texans, the Colts, the Vikings, the Buccaneers, Tennessee Titans, and Washington Commanders all have quarterbacks in place that can get you through one season. Now. What that does, though, is changing and drafting a quarterback for some of these teams. You are going to have prolonged, secured longevity of at least four seasons, more than likely, of secured quarterback play, which takes you off the board, technically, for at least three seasons. Because I think that Justin Fields has proven you're at least going to get three seasons of quality quarterback play, or at least quarterback quarterback play without having to go draft another quarterback or it's like Josh Rosen. And it's so obvious. That's just such an outlier. Right. So, so I guess the the reason I mentioned those names is that they just don't have a plan of any kind. I'm not, I agree with you. They have, I disagree putting the Falcons in there as a, as a place that doesn't have a plan of any kind. Their plan has been building around Desmond Ritter. And I know nobody wants to believe it, but that's what they've freaking said. (laughs) Like they have said it. 
so the reason I mentioned those is that they just don't have, and, and maybe you're right. Maybe we take, maybe we, I'm not sure I see it with Ritter. They say it, but you're right. They've said it. So let's, we can do that. There's also a bunch of other teams like the Titans, frankly, who have a plan in place currently, but we know it's not the answer. Yeah. It's like the Vikings, the Vikings, Vikings and the Lions. Would I would be say two, the two guys that are just like them. And I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if you believe Baker Mayfield in any sort of compassion, compassion, capacity would be the other guy but he's only there on a one-year deal as well and geno smith is on a three-year deal he's secured this year and it's maybes after that like it's maybes for the next two years all right let's change how we're how we're approaching this conversation and i'm going to present the team to you and i want you to give me sort of maybe i need like another jim wyatt or stillman category how about this i just tell you how many years i think they have a quarterback in place uh, really, what I want to know is who's going to go. Who who could be a team that does something that we don't expect this year in the draft? I don't and think so, people are talking enough about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they're they're, and, they're and them them and the New England Patriots. I think are wild cards to take a quarterback. You're you're. <laughs> I want to present you the teams, and then I want you okay. to tell me what you think because both of those are very much on this list. So okay. uh, we talked. I already mentioned Atlanta. We know kind of Houston, Indy, Carolina are like broadly ones that we know are, are targeting quarterbacks but guys teams that have them in place the washington commanders with jacoby Brissett. how how likely do you think they could be a wild card player in the quarterback draft i think that if like hinton hooker falls to the second round because they're bringing in hidden hooker for a visit for top 30 i think they could be a play i could also see them going for a guy like clayton toon and uh jake hayner and tanner mckee in like the third fourth fifth rounds like Okay. It's kind of like drafting a guy. It's kind of like drafting Kirk Cousins fifth round when you were the when you were the Washington Redskins back in the days because you you got Sam Howell, you have you have Jacoby Brissett. I mean, if you kind of lose and Ron Rivera is playing for his job, right? So like you're gonna have a new owner in here. So is there a quarterback that's gonna save the Washington right. Commanders' jobs, the staff's jobs? Probably not. So what does the GM, who's relatively new, who could stick around, do? And exactly. to me, I would just avoid the quarterbacks at this this draft if I'm the Washington Commanders. Well, and that's part of the, what we're doing now to try to sort of set this bar the week before the draft is that it seems like just not as badly as last year, but that people are souring in general on this particular quarterback class. You mentioned Tampa Bay. So you're voting. You put Tampa Bay as uh, as a sneaky one to watch. I if, as long as you only have Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield on your roster, you are clearly a player in the quarterback world. I, I think, I think like guys, teams like the Commanders and the Buccaneers, if the Titans were to draft Anthony Richardson, are on the phone trying to get Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Uh, Jason says, "Is that there's not a, is there not enough talk about Stetson Bennett?" I, I don't know. I think he's a fine fourth or white priv QB. Yeah, Stetson <laughs> Bennett. <laughs> um, all right, where do you put Baltimore and the Jets in this conversation? Uh, the Jets are a perennial maybe team because like they need a quarterback, but that quarterback is obviously Aaron Rodgers and they're all at a stalemate. And even if you get Aaron Rodgers, guess what? You still need a quarterback of the future. Lamar Jackson, the deal's getting done in Baltimore. I am just, I just firmly believe it. I think Odell Beckham signing signals that I think this is good news for the Ravens as well to have their negotiating leverage, the Jalen Hurts contract. I think it's Lamar Jackson. All right, I have six teams here that I think are okay. the most. Yep. I think they're all the Tennessee Titans. They're all exactly the same as the Titans, in my opinion. Okay. Like it, it, so, Minnesota. That I I I will be mock drafting Hinton Hooker to Minnesota. Okay, so clearly a player, but not a top ten player. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't think. I don't think you're gonna find many many top ten players on this list. Wherever you're about to get me, Seattle Seahawks. I don't think they're a top ten player. Are they interested in a quarterback in the first two rounds? Mm, third round, I would say, is the earliest they go quarterback. Okay. New England Patriots. I don't know what to make of all this. Uh, Mac Jones has beaten, uh, you know, Bill Belichick's bird or whatever is going on up there in, in New England. But I, I don't. <laughs> I'm going to leave the door open for a quarterback to be drafted, not top 10, but I do think a Hendon hooker first round kind of situation makes sense. However, I'm going to say they walk away with no quarterback drafted because I think that Bailey Zappi would get the chance over 
uh, Mac Jones in this situation. Bailey Zappi getting the chance is the most Belichickian thing he could he could do. So. But I think Mac Jones is going to get a chance to redeem himself with an actual offensive coordinator. Like I, I, I just yes. walk, I just erase everything about New England's offense last year out of my mind. Are you suggesting that having one is a good strategy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All yes. right. All right. Here's a wild card that I have not heard a lot of people talking about, but I this 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 team reminds me of what the Packers did with Jordan Love. No one, no one expected them to take quarterback. They made a move in the late back end of the first round to take Jordan Love. The Los Angeles Rams. Not th- no, they don't. I don't. They don't have the draft picks, right? Like no, they would have to go up late in the first round if somebody nah. fell to to try to get somebody because Stafford is how how much more does he have left in the he tank? He has at least he has at least four years on the contract, but he has at least three years left playing. I think. I think that he's going to play. Okay. All the way through. I I don't see them trading up for a quarterback. Doesn't okay. not mean I don't see them drafting a quarterback. But I do not see them trading up for a quarterback. Because they obviously are... have to get a better quarterback situation behind Matt Stafford. Yes. But I just don't think that they're going to spend the draft capital moving up for one. All right. And and Titanic, we're going to get to this. Your question, do the, do you think the Titans will draft a quarterback? That's ultimately where we're going to land with this conversation. But the last we one. We talk already... about it every week, Titanic. I, I, I know you're in the chat. I, I mean, that, like. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's, valid. it's a true point. Uh, you've already mentioned them, but I think they're super sneaky and interesting. The Detroit Lions. Also a top 10 pick already. And golf they're has been the solid. wildest card to me. Yeah. Right. Because like they, yeah, they trade away Jeffrey Okuda, but that doesn't really mean anything for their overall makeup of their their defense i i I've, they have their offensive weapons in place they have tj hawkinson they have the running backs necessary i could see them being a sneaky team for Bijan robinson and because De- deandre swift cannot stay healthy but i also see them being a sneaky team man if they got jared goff and will levis in the same quarterback room, if they're not on some fucking reality show, what are we doing, America? That is the reality show. To put my favorite, in. my favorite Jared Goff line. It's there's and, and Tannehill is gonna. I'm gonna include Tannehill in this too because just so many of these college kids come out of college and go pro, and like it's clear that they've they got, they've never left like where they are. Uh, Jared Goff, remember on Hard Knocks and he, when he was confused about where the sun sets? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, that's what I'm talking about. Like him and Will Levis would be a a, a dream. People don't uh, remember this about Tannehill. Tannehill did not know who was in the AFC East when he was drafted by the Dal- Dolphins. He did not know. I, you they know what? That's know. just a football thing. That's just a football thing. And here and here's why. Will Compton didn't even know who Mark Davis was. Well, I, it's I don't. Have, and I don't, he was trying out for the Raiders at the time. So <laughs> no, and I don't fault I don't fault Tannehill at all. I don't care. He's just yeah. clearly a Texas kid who grew up in Texas, playing high school and college football, and never really paid attention yeah. to the the because he was basically asked when he got drafted, like, "What's it going to be like to go up against Bill Belichick twice a year in the AFC East?" And he's like, "I don't know who's in the AFC East." <laughs> uh, but I think Detroit I think Lions are very sneaky. I don't think they'll move up for one, but I think like. If Anthony Richardson is sitting there where they're picking at six, if I'm not mistaken, maybe they're five, but six. Uh, six. If he's sitting there at six, I would be very hard pressed to see Dan Campbell passing on Anthony Richardson. Now, maybe they trade back, but man, could you imagine Dan Campbell and Anthony Richardson together and like goodbye, Jared Goff? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dan, Dan, Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson strikes me as a Dan Campbell type of guy. Yeah. Um, let me, okay. Well, there's a game I play with my daughters where we, where we, where we rank things like it'll be like fruit or candy or like whatever. And we go this or that. And then they pick one and then we kind of work our way up the list. And so we want, I want to, I want the Titans to be the benchmark here. And I want you to tell me sort of like, who's more likely this or that. Right. Yeah. So it's, this or that. I'm if, in. if I go, if I go Minnesota or Tennessee, who's more likely to make, to, to draft a quarterback. Yeah. I understand this or that. You don't have to Tennessee? explain to me. Oh, are you Jesus, actually asking? Jesus, Jesus Christ. Or I thought you were just giving an example. No, I want I want you to go through the six uh, names. Titans are more likely to draft a quarterback in the first round, but it's like very, very, very close. Titans versus Seattle. Titans are more likely. Okay. Way Titans, more likely. Titans versus Patriots. Titans are way more likely. Titans versus Rams. Titans more likely. Way more likely. Titans versus Bucks. Uh, I'm going to say they're the same because I feel like if the Tampa Bay, if Tampa Bay Buccaneers called up and said, Hey, we want to trade up to 11 because Anthony Richardson is there. I almost think the Titans would do it. 
Titans. So tight. So Bucks are with the Titans now. Yeah. So Titans versus Commanders. Titans. Titans versus Lions. The same. Okay. So what it sounds like you're saying, and I'm not including uh, Atlanta. Do we need to include Atlanta, Houston? No, I don't think Atlanta can draft a okay. quarterback. Or I mean, Indianapolis probably will, but it's not going to be a, a good one. So here we go. Here's the mark the tape moment for all you guys on the first round night. Tampa Bay, the Titans, and the and the Lions are on the same tier of could be making a move that people don't think they're making a move because they already have a starting quarterback. Yeah, because I just don't think Baker Mayfield is a starting quarterback. Do you I, really think Todd Bowles is going to get a, a second or a third year if it just goes off the rails like last year? That is why I don't think they're in the market because I think they they're they're planning on the the blowing the, it all the blow up. up. Yeah, they're planning on they're going to bring Could in. Be. I mean. You don't ride with Mayfield and Trask unless you're expecting. Just add another name to Brian Flores' list if that's what's going to happen. Because I mean, that's (laughs) definitely what it sounds like. By the way, yeah, there you go. Um, If Miami even wanted to trade into the first to get a quarterback, could they? How does that work with the forfeited pick? That's a great question. Still, I don't know that forfeited forfeited pick is not available for trade. So trading, it's it's difficult for both the 49ers and the Rams and the Dolphins to trade up far enough unless they're going to be giving away future first round picks on top of multiple yep. picks in this draft because we they know the Rams yeah, and Rams don't even have the future ones either. I don't think yeah. so. Um, all right, quickly let's, let's wrap the things up here. Sinkers Kingston group, of course, are great sponsors stacking the inbox. If you want to read all about Anthony Richardson, it's like less than five bucks a month. So go, go sign up for stacking the inbox. Uh, unbelievable amount of content. The words per dollar that you get from stacking the inbox is insane. And I, I am starting to regret talking about college football in this show because every time uh, I, we talk about college football, Zach has some condescending title uh, for the segment of the show to make me feel great about myself. By the, by the way, Bryce Young canceled all the rest of his top 30 visits. He's not taking any more top 30 visits. That's some, And he's the betting favorite by uh, minus 400 on FanDuel to go number one overall. So all those C.J. Stroud people were looking pretty silly. Um Wait, wait, hang on. However, hang on. 54 minutes into the show, I want to say that maybe I'm changing my opinion from Anthony Richardson to Bryce Young going number one. Just want to point that out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I Anthony Richardson at plus 1,400 is very juicy, though, for number one. Uh, it is. Uh, however, the Texans are actively trying to get out of the number two pick. They are not taking a quarterback, even if they can't trade out. It's going to be very interesting to see. I, I, I've been telling people, been telling people i just don't think they're gonna take quarterback i think them and the colts are very non-plus on this quarterback class despite what jim mercy's uh cocaine field tweets will have you say (laughs) if houston indianapolis and tennessee all do not take a quarterback in this draft that should tell you a lot about this quarterback class and the overall Uh, hype and we cannot let the hype go out of control next year too or 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 we just think nick casario and chris ballard suck and rank Carthon in your scenario. In that scenario. Um, no, Rand's doing it for the right reasons, Zach. Come on. Okay. <laughs> but, hey, you know it all, so I'm going to let you God. talk. Fixing the spring games. No, you're the one who wanted to – you brought this up. You oh, said I just you... wanted to talk about – I just don't think spring games matter. Uh, it's no. much like the recruiting classes for me. I have zero interest in them. I've never had any interest in the spring games. I've never had any interest in looking at recruiting rankings. Sorry for your Athlon sports uh, work that you do. Um, recruiting rankings another, matter. How about, how about this? Recruiting rankings matter 1 million percent more than spring games. We'll agree. But they just don't, they, they, those things hold no interest for me as a college football fan. Yep. Uh, you know, little Nico throwing those passes sure does look pretty, but like, who cares? But I do want to say this. I do find it funny that Quinn Sewers, uh, the university of Texas, um, quarterback has ran away with a job and how shitty Archie Manning looked by the way, under the, in the, in the Texas spring game. So I'm all in on, on that spring game narrative, that narrative matters because that one, uh, I think Arch Manning eventually is going to leave Texas because the other quarterback for the University of Texas looks even better than Arch Manning. I think uh, I think so, Arch Manning's going to enter that transfer portal. So spring games mean absolutely nothing. I don't care about them at all. But Except here's some for really when they support so, me. But here's a really hot take about a spring game <laughs> and Arch Manning. Um, look, they, you're right. They don't mean anything. They haven't meant anything for a very very long time because you're not installing an offense. You're you're not game planning for an opponent. You are trying to fundamentally teach your young players how to learn 
to play football in your system, whatever that means, offense, defense, special teams. Gaston Moore was the star of the Orange Spring game through two touchdown passes. He is a walk-on fourth-string quarterback at best. He is not a football player for the University of Tennessee. Um, he was throwing none of the top four receivers played in this game. None of the top two running backs played in this game. It is not a real football game. Um, 58,000 people showed up, though, and this is what spring games are do matter for. It is a time to go cook meat and bring your kids to a, your favorite stadium for almost zero dollars. That you only get to do that like seven or eight times an entire calendar year. And to get to do it in the spring when it's kind of turning nice and to take your kids to wherever favorite team you might be, Alabama, LSU, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, whatever, take your kids, have a good time, drink some beer, watch what is a glorified practice, enjoy it and celebrate it. I'm fine with that. Just don't take any meaning out of what you actually saw on the field to mean anything at all. It doesn't mean anything. it means nothing. Nico had one nice throw. Okay, great. Super. Doesn't mean anything. Now, here's what could make it interesting, and this is not even my idea. Uh, Hugh Freeze floated this, and then Nick Saban kind of agreed, and then Trent Dilfer, in the most weird Trent dilfer type of way, who is now the head coach at UAB, by the way, uh, said pretty, 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 pretty please <laughs> to this idea, like five pretties. John Summerall, who's going to be an SEC head football coach, remember the name, is the head coach at Troy right now. He also agreed, all of these coaches are in the state of Alabama, that they should be playing other teams in their spring games. That I mean, Tennessee it's, it's just like making it a preseason game, but it's, it's exactly years what it is. earlier. It's exactly what it is. Or Tennessee and Tennessee and Memphis should play every year in a spring game, alternate home and road if you want to. Money goes to charity. Quarterbacks are in red jerseys. I've been to Titans practice when they practice with other teams. The quarterbacks don't get touched. You can practice against another team and not hurt the quarterback. It's fine. And all, and then everybody gets the chance to. Oh, by the way, maybe some of that money goes to help Memphis because Memphis is on a lower level and doesn't have the same budget as Tennessee. I, I don't know what you think about this, but it's it's people in the business, in the media, and in the coaching ranks like it a lot more. I don't know if UT wants uh, to face Memphis. Probably needs to be someone else because if they face Memphis, you know they'll lose and get embarrassed. That, well, if the fourth stringers lose, I don't think anyone cares. You know what could also happen? Oh, I will care. <laughs> there will be a lot of rubbing it in. Here's, but here's the problem for Memphis. What happens if you have a, a good safety who plays really well and he's your starting safety and Tennessee and the portal opens next week? Uh, I, technically, it's already open, but yeah. the portal opens and Tennessee's got a big hole at safety. What happens then? Yeah. Does Josh Heupel walk across the field and say, hey, Johnny, Johnny, uh, group of five safety. I got a starting spot for you in my secondary. You want to come play? I've just seen how good you are. Why don't, why don't you come play with us? I, I, I don't there's, think I like that. That's not that's not a good ripple effect. Um, also, there's in-state politics that could that could matter. Do you know how many times Troy has played Alabama and Auburn in real football games, actual regular season football games? No. In, in the history of the program, mm. zero times. Oh wow! And and the University of Alabama is the reason that UAB canceled football for <laughs> a year because all the people on the board in the education department were all Alabama grads and Bill Clark was doing good stuff at UAB. And they're like, no, 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 let's vote to, to eliminate football. So there's a lot of like in-state politics that could play involved in this too. What if it was sec versus sec? Would you care? Yeah, I probably would care. A&M and Georgia in a spring scrimmage. You like it? I like you, it. You watching? Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Braden does know it all. And he did fix spring games. Just I'm like probably that. not going to really watch it though. <laughs> It's an interesting idea. I just don't like being on the same side of the aisle as Trent Dilfer and Hugh Freeze. That just yeah. makes me feel a little dirty. Uh, but it's not a bad idea. And to hear Nick Saban agree, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of momentum behind all of this stuff. And I think it's it's, it's I cannot believe it's gotten this much momentum. So uh, don't listen to anything that that happens in your spring game, and do campaign for spring scrimmages between teams that you care about. That I think would be cool. So I like it. There you go. Um, I don't know. Georgia versus Georgia Southern. I, I don't know. It'd be cool. It'd be fine. I, I, I would enjoy that. Uh, otherwise, uh, I think that just about does it for us. We'll be back on Thursday. Uh, buy those tickets, folks, please. Um, only a couple of spots left in our draft party on Thursday night, uh, the 27th. So purchase some tickets. All the money goes to charity. Um, all you can eat, all you can drink. Beverages provided by Sinkers Beverages. And, of course, food catered by Jasper. It's going to be a great night. Zach's going to be there. So it's worth the price of admission. Kingston Group as well. BuildKG.com is the website. Uh, make sure you talk to those folks before you make any big decisions about your house. Other than that, 
Uh, I think that's it, Zach. Got anything else? Uh, stacking the inbox, F words pod. Anything else? Yeah, I got a lot coming on stacking the inbox. Uh, particularly this week, I may have up to two guest writers writing articles this week. Um, we got um, hopefully a little hidden gems article coming your way. About eight, uh, I think a few hidden gem players with a bunch of paragraphs written about them. I can't. I think I want to. I don't want to put like too much pressure on, but I think it was eight to ten players, but I'm not sure. Uh, and then, uh, a new guest writer that may be a recurring thing on every Wednesday, hopefully he's coming this Wednesday. If he can get the article done, we just talked about this morning. So I'm just closing <laughs> deals over here. Get content out. Just, you're just, uh, you're, you're, you're growing the empires. What's happening? Growing the empire, the um, stacking the inbox empire. Anthony Richardson is free for, uh, let's see four, then two, that's six, and then tw- minus uh, 48. So 42 hours left as of I am saying this, that the Anthony Richardson article, 3,000 words on why he's the best quarterback ever. No, it's just, that's hyperbole. But uh, if you want to f- know more about Anthony Richardson, 3,000 words, 48, 42 hours left to read that for free or subscribe and pay. It's just $4 a month. We got a lot of stuff coming for you guys over the course of the next two weeks, building until draft night on the 27th. Lots of fun stuff planned for you, of course. And I'm not sure about you, but I just don't think we need to call it the Republic that often. You know, like I just don't think it needs to be called the Empire or the Republic. Those just don't strike me as words that we should call it. It's the network, you know, it's the it's the it's the, it's the F words 440. Everything's network. a network. I don't yeah, want to be a network, but the Republic just doesn't the stacking roll the inbox empire. We're coming for you. All right. I'm cool with empire. But just not the Republic. We yeah, don't need to call Republic. it. We don't Those need to call wusses. it the Republic. You call me the the stacking the inbox Mandalorians. There you go. <laughs> there, there we go. I'd rather yeah. be Mandalorians than the Empire and the and the uh, wussy Republic anyway. The Jedi's obviously better. But I, mean, I was going to say Jedi Knights. Cool. Yeah, Jedi you know, Knights. Jedi Knights are cool. But then My, you got oh. you're tied politically to the Republic. Oh, that's a lot. It's just a lot. You got to be good all the time. And if Tennessee falls, the rest of the Southeast falls. Everyone have a great afternoon. We'll talk to you guys on Thursday. For Zach, I'm Braden. This has been a football show.